dedicated to all the hackers and the crackers. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit, that's the wrong theme song. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the second episode of Shadowcast. Your ears are being graced this episode with Black Math, Mr. Chin, Whiskey Neon, and the amazing Zandy. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight, um, and, and most importantly, uh, we want to talk about our dear friend and inspiration, Mr. Chin. Thank you for making time to be a part of this episode. Oh, anytime, anytime. So Except the last time. Yeah, so so we looked up to you, and that was why we all came together, honestly. And so, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of the show that, even though we're the same age, I looked up to you as a as a child on the interwebs. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that setup and how you pulled off such a, an amazing show at such a, a young age. So, Hacknip was, um, at the time, what I thought was my way to contribute back to the uh, community that was described back in uh, my first episode. Um, back things were back in the day, so to speak. Um this was right on the heels of uh, a wonderful show called Radio Freak America going off the air, and I had no idea what I was doing. So I said, well, you know, I can, I'm going to start a radio show, podcast. We call them radio shows back then. Um, so I uh, went out to uh, my attic and dug up an old cassette tape uh, recording thing and found a $10 microphone at Radio Shack. Um, and found a speakerphone, borrowed somebody's conference bridge, and recorded the first episode. Um, it was recorded to uh, analog tape, and then um, then replayed uh, into an actual computer for editing purposes. There really wasn't much editing. Um, once I was done editing, I uploaded it um, to the website. Uh, this was over a dial-up connection, so it took a fair amount of time, um, and I reduced the audio sampling rate to something horrendous. But again, dial-up, so what are you going to do, right? Do you realize um, how many minds you're blowing right now? Because right. you not only talked about analog <laughs> tapes, cassettes, and you also talked about dial-up. Got like kids that basically is the equivalent of like papyrus and shit. <laughs> like, what um, is that? The first couple of episodes, I, I'm not done. The first couple of episodes were, were on analog tape, and that just didn't <laughs> oh, work God. for me. Oh, the um, drama started. I, you, can't no, you can't interrupt Mr. Chin ever, or he gets really <laughs> pissed off. And he just, he just, he'll, he'll bitch at you and tell you to shut the fuck up. I will. Now shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> uh, after 
episode two, I um, converted to just straight into the actual computer I had at the time um, and was recording by putting a microphone over uh, a speakerphone. Uh, the microphone was held in place um, <laughs> using a microphone clip that was shoved into a Dasani bottle that was filled with rocks and dirt that I found in the yard because I didn't have anything else. Um, the computer itself was a 266 with uh, 250 megs of RAM running, running Windows 98 second edition. And I recorded <laughs> into Audacity. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, through a little bit of music at the beginning and the end and um, uploaded it. Uh, by today's standards, it was practically an album at the beginning and end, but, you know, long intros were the thing back then. Um, I can't think of anything else that immediately comes to mind. I'm sure you'll have questions. Well, it, what's really funny is that you said the thing about the intro music. His first episode... Uh, the intro music is like three minutes and 40-something seconds long. And I am commonly told uh, by different people uh, that, like, I'll, I'll send an intro uh, out and get some feedback from various people. And it'll be maybe 30 seconds long, and they'll be like, oh, no, you, that's way too long. You need to shorten it. And so, like... It's so funny that literally that's the way it was back then. Like people would play entire songs as the intro and then it would get into the content. And so if you if you listen to these older shows that we talked about, you will hear the entire song at the beginning. And uh, that was definitely the case with uh, Hacknip. And, and the funny thing about that is because of the, uh, the low... Uh, the low bit rate and the and the sampling was just so low that you you would just hear this distorted song, but it sounds really cool to me because that's like the the quality of everything that we had back then. You know, it was all just it just sounded awful. It's not crystal you know crystal clear or anything. It was just really distorted and shitty, but that's what made it so great. Uh, yeah, and it's not like, uh, and, and for context here, if I may, um, you know, when I was recording this, I lived out in the middle of nowhere. I, I, I literally mean the middle of nowhere. Um, it's not like I could just walk over to the library and pop in a USB stick and upload. That's how that worked. Um, this is an area that um, the only reason that they're not on dial-up today at that particular house is because I forked over about 500 bucks in 2009 to upgrade them from dial-up to a slightly better um, wide area wireless connection. And that's where they stand today. Yeah, WISP, a wireless internet service provider. Yeah. Yeah, what's they, the bandwidth like on that? Oh, I can I tell believe you. They're, uh, um, the total throughput, I believe, is at 512K. Yeah, yeah, like it's really <laughs> awful. No, no, like WISP, a lot of them are still running on Motorola canopies, <laughs> which use the, uh, the 900 megahertz spectrum. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what's running there. Yeah, yeah. My dad used the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and, it's like and carrier I, pigeon broadband. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I was in Jesus. high school, that's what that's what I had at home, and the ISP. I actually did work for them, and uh, like spun up a server. Well, it did spin up because it wasn't a VM. I'm so used to that now. But built a server for them to run their website, and he wanted me to. 
uh, roll out a full asterisk uh, thing. I was 15 at the time, and he wanted to use all of their POTS lines that were coming in for pagers because no one uses pagers anymore. He wanted me to set up a VoIP like service provider basically for their their clients. Uh, so I was just like, wow, this would be really cool, man. But I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that is a horrible idea because I am a 15-year-old. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how I pull this off is using a win modem and at the time undocumented features of Asterix to be able to use a POTS line on the PBX. And I remember being that 15-year-old and having a phone call with Digium, uh, the developers of Asterix, asking, you know, there's an engineer who was literally, like, promoting it to the system. I didn't even have to pay for it because they were so impressed that a kid was doing this in a production environment and terrified about it. And so uh, they actually were like, oh, yeah, we haven't documented this yet. This is because we want you to buy our cards. We, we have the wind modem support, but... It's not, it's not where it needs to be, and those uh, those people wanted me to like spin up. Uh, again, I said spin up, but throw out there. I don't know. It was probably two hundred and fifty lines coming in that they wanted to run through Asterix, and I was just oh hell no. Like normally, I would accept that and and fail miserably, but <laughs> that was not something I wanted to be responsible for. Um, but this same ISP, I had this relationship with them and they knew that I was always, uh, using Linux and, and stuff like that. Uh, so hmm. everything that would go wrong on, on their ISP at all was always my fault. And one time I was visiting family in Oklahoma as, you know, states away and they disconnected the internet connection because I was causing all of this interference, but it ended up being atmospheric conditions and the 900 megahertz spectrum that caused that. It was like some kind of anomaly. You you know way more about radio than I do, Mr. Chin, so... Um, yeah, um, that's not as uncommon as ISP would like to believe. Um, right. Uh, the, the thing about that 900 megahertz band with these Motorola Canopy um, equipment is that it's uh, unlicensed, industrial scientific and medical right. band, ISN band, so... Um, Anybody and, and, and their brother and their mother can go out and purchase a whatever off of eBay and throw it up and away they go. Um, there are FCC regulations around interference and, you know, you, ha you can't interfere, but you also have to accept any interference that comes your way. And that's all well and good. But tell that to your ISP at 3 a.m. when half of their subscribers fall off the Internet. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and, he, and the, he, like, talked to farmers and like crop dusters and stuff to try to figure out if their 900 megahertz equipment was interfering. And they were like, oh, we don't have any issues. But it, it ended up being this like atmospheric condition that caused all of that. And I kept telling them that it wasn't me. And that he's like, well, look at your bandwidth usage. And I'm like, well, it, that's something that's on your end, bro. Like I can't, just because it's wireless and I'm connected, I'm using your resources does not mean that I'm, affecting the radio uh you know communications of all of your various clientele uh and it was multiple towers too like in in cities away from each other like how the fuck is that me you know but, you even ip bro <laughs> yeah no no but that's the thing he literally didn't ip like 
he had a For Dummies book, like Linux For Dummies book, and he just would read through that and kind of just Googled his way through setting up the infrastructure for this ISP. They did not have anyone there that was like a sysadmin or anything. It was just this one dude who kind of knew computers. And that's why they had a 15-year-old building servers for them because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And that's the way most of your wireless internet service providers are, actually. It's just people who used to do two-way radios and pagers uh, for businesses and stuff like that that uh, pivoted into this market because they already had the towers and that infrastructure in place. But a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's pretty entertaining. But yeah, that was completely off topic. Uh, but 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 now everyone knows about Hacknip Radio and wireless internet service providers. So that's your information for the night, uh, people. It's all going to go downhill from here. Um, uh, without further ado, why don't we turn into the news, or how we like to call it, the feed. Uh, Black Math, why, why don't you kick us off with, with uh, a story? Um... Okay, so <clears throat> it was a bad week for Apple. Um, <laughs> that's, that's important. <laughs> yeah, so they just released iOS 9, um, and somebody already figured out a way to bypass the lock screen under certain conditions. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, uh, apparently there are a bunch of uh, uh, Xcode releases that that were backdoored. Um, from what I understand, uh, it's mostly Chinese developers because downloading Xcode through the Great Firewall takes a really long time. So there were people that were distributing it locally and those copies were all backdoored. So all the apps that they developed using Xcode with these bad copies, um, all their apps got backdoored. <clears throat> right. Yeah, and, and it's important to note there that uh, that technique of like backdooring compilers has existed uh, in other compilers before. Uh, I think, I, I can't remember the exact compiler, but it was, I don't know, close to 10 years ago where uh, something similar had occurred. And, and now we're seeing that again with Xcode Ghost. Yeah, I've just seen the same problem over and over again. And I mean downloading software from non-reputable sources or not right. from the original source. All yeah, a and, great idea. Yeah, and, and the thing uh, that, that really got it a lot of attention was the, the CIA connection, where this may not necessarily be a CIA thing, but the technique, the specific technique, uh, was presented at uh, uh, the CIA's conference in 2012, uh, some of the Snowden docs uh, revealed the same technique, and yeah. and what's what I think is the most important thing about this is like screw screw it some apps got backdoored whatever. Uh, what's valuable about that is um, if people I don't I, I don't know everyone I talk to uh, in in the U S does not use uh, WhatsApp. I mean some people might, but it's <laughs> but in Europe it's really huge. Uh, in other markets, it's oh really yeah, huge. Uh, and you know, obviously, it was huge enough for uh, Facebook to purchase it for eighteen billion dollars. So, 
uh, yeah, that's that's an app that you may be familiar with. Well, in Asia, the equivalent of that is called WeChat, and that just so happened to be one of the backdoored um, pieces of uh, software. So hundreds of millions of Chinese and Japanese and all those other Asians. <laughs> that sounds awful, <laughs> but uh, they... They were all affected by that if they use WeChat, and that's that to me is like golden. Wait. Like WeChat, like like the the app that's similar, like the the instant messaging, like Ursi, like what? Oh, no, no, it's called WeChat. It's like think think of WhatsApp only only Asian, you know, <laughs> and that's what <laughs> that's what got backdoored. <laughs> And so, if it was the CIA, boy, that would be really lucrative for them to have backdoors into a lot of Chinese uh, mobile phones, uh, at least in their communications. They're estimating like 4,000 apps total are affected. Yeah, I I wonder how many of those are flashlight apps. (laughs) (laughs) 3,900 and... Maybe a few ringtone apps. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, is, is there anything else to add to that story, or are we moving on? Well, um, as bad as that is, I think people are just not giving a shit, which is kind of weird. Well, because it doesn't concern them. Oh, it's in China. Eh. Eh. Um. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people that have iOS devices and they probably don't even know that it only affects, you know, certain markets. I think they just have this blind trust for that, you know, that'll get fixed or I don't know. Of course, of course they do. Uh, I mean, the problem with the state of security with mobile devices is that iOS has a amazing uh, security model for applications but it's proprietary, and Apple has literally a backdoor into your mobile device. And then Android, on the other hand, you have a, an open source project, but the app security moder- uh, moder- model is completely just horrible. I mean, it's just shitty as hell. Uh, oh, app- hold on. Let me, let me... Yeah, no, go he's on. right. He is right. <laughs> Speaking I'm of that, you guys... right. pretty much. Do any of you know about, I think I asked Zand, uh, Zandy and uh, Mr. Chin earlier, but the Turing phone? No, yeah. I haven't heard no. about it. So they have like their second model coming in. It looks really slick. Like the specs are kind of, I mean, they're not like bleeding edge specs, but you know, it's supposed to be like that uh, ultra secure made out of liquid metal and sexy. Well, and, the question then is if it's got open source baseband. And uh, radio firmware. Exactly. If not, then, like, what's the fucking point? Exactly. You'll get a black phone and pretend like you're safe when you're not. No, yeah. The baseband is I the important see. part. Like, I honestly don't think we're going to see open source baseband anytime soon. Oh, well, it already exists, bro. Uh, there's, uh, it was, they thought it was lost for years, actually. Um, there was a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, you know, whatever site that they used to crowdfund it to basically make an open source baseband 
to replicate it. What was that? Was it the N900, that open source, like that Linux-based Nokia phone? Was it N900? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it. And I think they're doing the uh, Neo 900 or something, right? I, I have no idea, but but the the N900 was like the... Uh, it ran like Mego, their Linux-based open source, just awesome. You could do all kinds of cool stuff with it. And a lot of people still like use that phone today because they liked it so much, even though it only had like 256 megabytes of RAM. Um, but uh, basically that uh, baseband code was open source. And and so that is something that a dude just found on some like old computer. Like they're doing this crowdfunding campaign and then they just stopped it. He's like, oh no, no, I, I found it. It was on this computer over here. It, like, it's cool. And so, so, so we do have an open source base, man, and it is something that will probably only be like a 2G one, but <laughs> hell, uh, that's better than yeah. nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember checking in on the Neo 900 now and then, which is kind of like a refresh of the N900, but okay. uh, I don't know. I'm not on a GSM provider anyways, and these things always have somewhat outdated hardware, so I'll keep tabs on it, but it's still, you know, just kind of frustrating. Slow, slow progress. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at, at a mobile at anything, you're screwed. The only real option you have if you want a secure mobile device is uh, run a, uh, like an Android, like you can't even have a phone. They don't make like an iPod touch equivalent for Android. And then it'd be Wi-Fi only. And then you just carry around a Wi-Fi device. And just use SIP for everything. Or VoIP, I should say. Right. You know, like, that is literally your I only mean, option. Yeah, you might have a shot with a Wi-Fi-only tablet, but then you're carrying around, like, hey, well, yeah. a Samsung Galaxy Note in your pocket. Exactly, yeah. No, that's not that's not a viable option there. Uh, for me, like, I've, I've looked at every option there, and I have not found a small Android device that does not have a baseband radio in it. Uh, and, the, and the importance there, for people who don't know, is that your baseband radio is what what basically is like your modem to connect to the wireless networks. And your operating system, like an Android, may be open source, but the chip and everything that, running, that runs your baseband, that just communicates to Android. It's not a part of the OS. That is still proprietary. And that is something that is very locked down. Uh, you just you don't see open source baseband's outside of this one example out there, especially for something like uh, 4G LTE. So your reliance there is on a proprietary system, and you know I just don't trust it because we've seen carrier root backdoors before. Um, the Guardian project, uh, which is an open source version of Android. When they were uh, reverse engineering uh, phones to get their software to run on it, uh, they discovered a backdoor in Samsung phones. Uh, whether intentional or not, it still existed. ZTE, a Chinese manufacturer, has has been uh, caught with backdoors, carrier-level backdoors. And then uh, you have this thing known as the roving bug. If you Google the John Ardito case... Uh, he was a uh, mob boss. Well, he wasn't a boss. He was a capo for a mob. And the FBI was able to put what they call a roving bug on his phone, 
uh, and that was used to incriminate him. And they never specified what exactly a roving bug was, but it was on a normal flip phone, and they were able to basically just pick up everything that he was talking about. They discovered a physical bug, so he was like, hell no, we're going to go out someplace else, and they just had this roving bug on his phone. So whether that was a physical chip that they put on the phone, which is highly unlikely, uh, or some kind of malware that they injected on the Sibian OS phone, again, highly unlikely, it was more than likely a carrier-level carrier backdoor. Uh, so that's something that I'm always concerned about for privacy. Uh, that's why we would want to stay away from a proprietary baseband and rely on something else. So, uh, well, that's, I mean, that's general open source extremism 101 is if you, if you don't have the source, then you don't know what's in it. And so don't trust it. Yeah, but I'm not fucking Richard Stallman over here. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have an iPhone. I have two Android phones. I walk around all the time. I have three carriers that can track me at any given time. Okay, like I'm not Richard Stallman. I will use. I'm, I use Windows every day. Okay, so I I do, however, care about the fact that if I were to talk about something uh, that could be incriminating, like how much I like women's feet. I mean, I don't. I, that's like not my <laughs> fetish, but but say that were mine, it could be used as leverage against me, uh, you know, by some bad actor. And one thing that a lot of people think is like, well, you know, the, the government, they could just, you know, I don't care. Like, I'm not doing anything illegal. But the thing is, is that uh, hackers, like people who actually, uh, you know, figure things out for a passion or profit, uh can and have um, intercepted, done a man-in-the-middle attacks on cellular networks. So that is something that you should be concerned about. I mean, look at the Chrysler uh, vehicles that just got recalled <laughs> because you could just fucking own them remotely uh, just because the government may have needed to have that ability and they could you know, remotely see where cars are going doesn't mean that that's going to be exclusive to them. And if people think that that's far-fetched, you should realize that Chelsea Manning uh, walked out on a, a CDRW with uh, the most classified information that had ever been leaked, ever, ever, like, ever, just from that. So imagine if someone was actually not a, um, you know, politically driven person for good and was a malicious actor, If it would be t completely plausible to believe that uh, the potential there, uh, government backdoors could be exploited for uh, corporate espionage or just personal gain. So, end rant. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> well, do, I, we, do we have another news story lined up? Or yeah, I got too many. I mean, we, got, we got a shit ton more, so let's just yeah. keep going and not talk about it forever. As I open the right. gear. So last year, um, Firefox bundled this instant messaging shit into, I think, version 41 beta release. Uh, if you like regularly update Firefox, you would have seen it. Oh, okay. um, well, their fucking stable release came out and they have uh, free instant messaging and video chat built into the browser. Oh, Christ. Well, of course, yeah. yeah it's called... Uh... 
uh, like Firefox Hello, right? Yep. From Telefonica, like a Spain-based VoIP company? I don't know. I, it uses uh, WebRTC, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a huge leak if you're using things like Tor. VPNs, Tor, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and but like, if you're, you really ought to use the browser bundle if you use Tor for web browsing, which they wouldn't no, have no, that because no. they take it, out it WebRTC. Nope, nope, nope. It's still there. Uh, like, well, I thought they totally compiled it without it. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm just talking out my ass. That's probably you're probably right. I, I want to. Yeah, but even if the, even even if still in the bundle, that doesn't uh, negate any you know risks over a VPN connection, which everybody should be using anyway. Okay, well, aside, yeah, yeah. aside from all that, why the fuck are you going to bundle instant messaging and video chat in my fucking web browser? I don't okay. want this shit. Because money. Firefox needs money. money. Okay, okay let's, let's look at Firefox over the past few years. You, you got that little VoIP thing. Then you got fucking Pocket, uh, which is a proprietary <laughs> service for your bookmarks. And then yep. when you open a new tab, your first one on the top left will be sponsored ads. And then oh your, God, your, your are you kidding one, me? No, dude. No. I saw that the other day. Yeah, I saw it the other day. I didn't know about it, and I was fucking pissed. Your oh, default yeah, yeah. search engine is Yahoo. Is Yahoo exactly? And, and and those little sponsored things that you'll see will either be some like ads, or it'll be Yahoo news stories. So oh, hold on, time out. Needs money, basically. Let me back up. I want to make sure you're talking about Firefox, not Internet Explorer. No, yeah, uh, we're talking about Firefox. Yeah, Internet Explorer actually uh, has a clean interface without any of that junk. So I, I encourage everyone to uh, go and get uh, what? What do they call it? Edge? Yeah, use Edge instead of Firefox or Chrome if you value your streamlined browsing experience. Uh, just like Firefox, we here at Shadowcast need money as well. So we want to thank our sponsor, Microsoft, for planning that story and letting us browse the, the web a whole lot faster, safer, and more convenient. Download Microsoft Edge today. <laughs> well, at least Praise Mr. Chin doesn't have to worry. I mean, like, they're not going to be bundling video chat in links anytime soon. No, this mm -hmm. is true. I'll be right. Yeah, but the problem with that... Oh, God, this Jaeger is killing me, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, God. It was a horrible mistake. Oh, all right. It always is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> horrible mistake or best decision? I don't know. We'll find out in a few minutes. Uh, but, yeah, uh, links is something that you definitely need to use if you want to have the most secure browsing experience because... <laughs> Uh, I don't have y'all ever used links with Tor before because I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I Torify curl sometimes. <laughs> nice, nice. That's that's like the elite version there. Um, but no, yeah, you can just you can configure uh, links for Tor, not like the old school links like L I N K S like links, not L Y N X. Yeah, the one that has like some modern features. Right, as yeah. much as can be. Yeah, oh. I, you can run links in proxy chains, but I actually configured links, the new one, uh, to to use the Sox proxy. But you actually, when you go to the the Tor website to check, 
it'll always say that you're not using Tor, so you have to spoof your user agent to be the Tor browser bundle, and then it'll say, yeah, you're using Tor. How stupid is that? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it took me forever, because I was like, dude, this has to be where I'm, I'm on a hidden service. How am I not using Tor? And then I thought, oh, why don't I try this spoofing the user agent? Sure enough, it started working. So I don't know why that happens. Jesus. That's really bizarre to me, but yeah. Okay. the same guys that uh, work on Volkswagens. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a nice one there. Uh, oh, how many other stories do you have? Because we're going forever on these news stories. Uh, I don't know. I just got uh, a couple more, but they're optional. They're just funny things. Oh, well, we want funny things. Let me People throw... getting owned. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll talk about that. But let me throw something in here real, real quick. Uh, last last episode, uh, I talked a bit about uh, if you had a polygraph test, how you could successfully pass that, even if you were a liar. Well, I've been my, sphincterizing my butthole all week. There you go. Yeah, uh, practice makes perfect. And and one guy who <laughs> would help you practice, uh, his name is Douglas Williams, and he resides in. Uh, good old Oklahoma, and his his site actually like he was one of the guys I was talking about where he would teach you and coach you on how to pass the polygraph test. And uh, what ended up happening was there was undercover agents who wanted to know how to clinch their buttholes right, and so they reached out to him and said that uh, like one guy said that he was. An undercover, uh, well, he was an undercover uh, Customs and Border Control agent, and he tells him that, yeah, man, I'm a Border Patrol guy, and DHS is investigating me because I let one of my friends sneak some shit in at the airport, and uh, then he tells, he tells Mr. Williams that he intends to lie about it, and this is a direct quote. He says. What the fuck do you think you're doing, dumbass? Do you think, do you think you have like a lawyer confidentiality with me? I haven't lived this long and fucked the government this long and done such a controversial thing that I do for this long and got away with it without any trouble whatsoever by being a dumbass. And, then, <laughs> and so after he tells this, I mean, you know, you think that's hilarious. And then he still helps the fucking dude. Like, he was the dumbass. He just ate his own words. <laughs> and then after that, another one uh, hits him up and says, uh, it, you know, if I tell him that I sold drugs in jail when I was a jailer, can they use that against me? And then the and then uh, William said, keep that shit to yourself. And then he teaches both of them how to pass the polygraph test. So he was not... <laughs> He was not charged with teaching people this technique. It was, um, like, I don't remember. He did some other shit, too. Like, they got him on wire fraud, I think. and uh, not, not obstruction of justice or anything? or uh, It was something like that. Like, I forgot what, what it was. It, yeah, it's like obstruction of justice. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No one's going to look it up anyways to say I'm wrong. So that's that's what it was. Yeah, obstruction of Broken justice. Broken taillight. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, this was, but he literally uh, got sentenced for two years in prison on Tuesday. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really relevant that that ended up wow. happening in oh, before the butthole joke. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, 
Good thing he he knew his technique before he went into prison, I guess. But I, I don't know. I don't really think that, like... I mean, you know, when we grew up, we had, like, really politically incorrect people that we listened to. And we even talked about our, Iron Geek's politically incorrect things. I don't know if I'm going to uh, make those anal rape jokes, but I'm glad that Mr. Chin is here to talk about anal rape for us. So thank you for being so bold to fucking do that. Um, I, I know y'all saw this one, how the guy... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. I don't know. I, the name is like unisex because it's fucking Japanese. Uh, but that 66 year old person, it was taking a selfie at the Taj Mahal, slipped and fell down the stairs and died. <laughs> and, oh, and someone does statistics on it, and it comes to find out that more people die from selfie related deaths than they do from shark deaths every year. Oh, like, I read that. Yeah, that's fucking but, hilarious. More people die from a coconut landing on their head than shark attacks each year, too. Yeah, but it's just, it's way funnier when you think about people dying while taking selfies. Like the the fact that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you remember the South Park episode a few years ago where they were like doing planking and shit, and they and they take selfies like on train tracks and stuff. That's the instantly what I thought of. That could almost be a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to get through mine as quick as possible. This is the last one for me. Um, did y'all see where Verizon Wireless uh, charged a couple $2 million for their cell phone bill? What? Is it for, like, data usage? No, no. It's just, like, they, I, I don't know. I'm sure the news has updated this since I looked at it. Uh, but they basically got a, a account with Verizon and uh, they had it for a month because they uh, they were tired of all of the weird charges that they had. Like their uh, first bill should have been one one hundred twenty bucks, and it was six hundred and ninety eight dollars. Which that's just them being a dumbass. Your phones obviously were included <laughs> in that. Uh, and then it had a previous balance of four hundred and fifty one dollars. Uh, their first month's bill had a previous balance of four hundred fifty-one dollars. So th that was their that was their phones and tax. Um, but then their next bill was just nine dollars, and so it's really flaky. And they returned it within a month, and uh, and then they started getting bill collector calls, and they were saying that they owed like two grand. And so the guy he he calls up the Verizon bill like the billing thing. And come to find out, it was like two million dollars that they owed Verizon because I don't know some some probably minimum wage employee who didn't know how to enter stuff into their system and didn't care uh, probably really screwed up, and it's all automated so no one noticed. Yeah, like two, a finger stutter on the zeros. <laughs> yeah, could, could you imagine? Like, Mr. Ching getting a fucking cell phone bill for $2 million, he would rage. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well, that's all right. I've racked up about 10000 bucks at work. True, yeah. Oof. Yeah, 10, 10 grand in one month on uh, VPSs, right? Uh, yeah. He got, a hash, he got a hash for the Gibson he was trying to crack. And so that's why it costs so much. But yeah, what, 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 tell us about people getting owed, and then Zandy can uh, 
Oh shit! What was our last one gonna? Okay, yeah, yeah. Zandy, tell your yeah, your story. Well, I, don't, I won't do the last one. I, there's that Imager one too. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that real quick. So apparently, um, <clears throat> visitors to 8chan were getting attacked via vulnerabilities on Imager sites, and uh, our, I'm reading an Ars Technica article on it, and. Basically, what happened is uh, browsers of people who viewed certain imager-hosted images linked on one or more Reddit's, uh, Reddit sections automatically executed attack code, um, I guess JavaScript, that reached out to 8chan and exploited two additional but completely separate vulnerabilities. And from then on, every time one of these people visited an 8chan page, their browser would report back to the mothership, await instructions, and also in the process, the infected browser would bombard 8chan servers with hundreds of additional requests. So just by like browsing Imager innocently, yours. I think that's I such guess. a waste, in my opinion. Like, why 8chan? It's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, that's probably why they did it, just for the lulls, like literally, uh, so that yeah. no one would be pissed about oh, yeah. it. It's just like... The internet, like, yeah, the internet folding in on itself, basically. Yeah. But Apparently, looking at the code, it was pretty funny how they pulled it off. Oh, did you look at the code? Yeah, yeah, I did. I've got a bookmark somewhere. It's a funny internet nerd fight where it's like, you're 4chan and 8chan and Imager. Oh, no. Yeah, what are we going to do? 8chan's uh, down. <laughs> well, well, it's like it was on the 4chan subreddit because like Imager is the site that everything is linked to basically on Reddit. It, like if you link to a picture on something other than Imager, you're you're not going to get the traction that you normally would. So, so the, bucket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one's going to click on that shit at all. But on uh, the 4chan subreddit. That's where this code was used to attack 8chan, which is so funny. And it was used to yeah. attack 4chan, too. Like, it would load up a uh, an image on uh, the 4chan content delivery uh, network, and then it would uh, load up a, a flash file off of 8chan. Like, that's what made me laugh, was that it was an actual flash file that they were loading. Fucking flash. So, yeah, that, that was pretty lulzy. Zandy, why don't you throw your article out so that we can actually get into our main topic? Oh, all right, fine. So if people have been following the whole, like, golden key backdoor and the encryption bullshit that's been happening for a while. There's an article I just came across in the Washington Post that makes it sound like things are actually getting a bit better because for a while there you had, like, the director of the FBI and everybody saying they needed a golden key to break encryption and get access to communications, which is totally Total an incredibly bad idea. The entire purpose of encryption to begin with. But, but, it's a great but idea. national security. But national security. Yeah. Of course. Quite yeah, honestly, I terrorists. could go and fart and claim it was for national security. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, that, that bullshit was happening. But according to this article in the uh, Washington Post, it sounds like at least the White House is kind of backing off on that because there's been enough of an uproar that they don't think it's possible to do anything like uh, pass a law to require it. So that's good, although it's kind of funny that they do this now that a bunch of the big tech, 
tech companies have weighed in. I mean, it's kind of disappointing when you have to have Google and Facebook coming in to say, no, we need basic privacy. But I, I guess it's a step in the right direction. We're just going to have the FBI, you know, was very still trying to get it. You just said yeah. Facebook and Google saying we need privacy. That's classic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, it's fucked, but I'm going to, you know, they can pry my GPG can't keys from my cold, dead hands. Dude, like like with the TSA master keys, all it takes is some stupid <laughs> little accident, like posting a picture, which is the Washington Post, too, by the way, I think, right? Yeah, well, yeah I think it was. The Washington yeah. Post. Somebody. And then there was and now, and then there was the New York Post that did the, uh, like a huge ass version of this key that unlocks all the yeah. elevators and subways and shit for fire department. Yes, like, you can buy the fucking key on a website, and they give the address in the news article, so you know that they got like shit tons of orders the next day. Oh god, that's great. We need to start selling keys, guys. Yeah, because that's that's what I want to do with my life. <laughs> I want to be a locksmith. I want to be a registered locksmith, but I don't want to actually fuck with being an actual locksmith. I want it to be able to get things legally that they can have that I can't necessarily have without a lot of questioning. Yeah, without having to uh, take calls at 2 in the morning because drunk people have locked themselves out of their cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's my story. That's that's all I've got. That's it. I I prepared today. Well, thank you for contributing. The amazing Zandy uh, has just given us one of the best news articles I think I've ever heard. So might want to rewind and listen again. Oh yeah, we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> listeners of the podcast will have to re-listen to the last five minutes. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, uh, move on to our final yeah. story here. All right. So. Uh... <clears throat> The Kardashian and Jenner sisters released their own personalized apps last week. Um, I'm taking this from Wired, uh, but I remember hearing about it, that they all released their own apps to, I guess, share moments of their lives, but you have to pay $2.99 monthly um, to be able to do that. I mean, (laughs) sometimes this this fucking world is, is so depressing. Yeah, um, she should pay me uh, the the two dollars a month for just knowing actually, it exists. I know, right? That is a brilliant business model. No, it's well, not because it's fucking horrible. What you do is you get a shit ton of celebrities <laughs> to all like be a part of a exclusive network that you charge five bucks a month for. That's that's the business model. Like, could you imagine if you had to subscribe to see celebrity Instagram photos? That's just stupid as hell. Uh. But yeah, I know a lot of people would do it though. Obviously, uh, yep. because because what happened with that app? Oh well, the best <laughs> part is that their apps uh, it's been discovered that they leak subscriber information for almost a million people. <laughs> <laughs> um, oops. I guess the developers were in a hurry because uh, there's a really poorly constructed uh, API to relay data. And it allows anyone uh, logged into the fan apps or websites to do everything from retrieve subscriber information to deleting photos and videos. Yes. Oh, God. That's amazing. And uh, it was essentially broadcasting private data to anyone who knew where to look. Well. So good job. 
yeah, it, all right, so I know we probably lost a lot of listeners just now with that story since you can't really relate to the Kardashians like we can't. And, uh, but our next main topic will also fall along those lines for a lot of hackers out there uh, because we'll be talking about sex. And since we were just talking about... Since we were just talking about some whores getting fucked over, uh, what our main topic tonight is literally that uh, it's a, it's a it's a term that was uh, attributed to me, but when, when I said infosec, a lot of people heard it as nymphosec, and I bet if you're listening, you probably didn't even tell a difference there. Um, but basically, what we're going to be talking about is OPSEC for sex workers tonight. Yes, this is the uh, classy content you can expect from Shadowcast. <laughs> but I think it's a very great topic because I don't know if people really ever wanted to go there and talk about it. And what better format than a podcast that anyone in the world can download and it will be forever out there. So our resident expert on uh, the underworld of uh, sex workers is Mr. Chin. So why don't you give us a little bit of information on your experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So, uh, we're, we're, so, uh, uh, so uh, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Yeah. Uh, Stay in school. Yeah, that, that's advice to the worker. Um, but uh, so, uh, Zandy, are you still with us? Because you've been really quiet. Oh yeah, I'm here. So if, let's let's just get some ideas real quick on on like your perspectives here, uh, specifically the amazing Zandy and, and Mr. Chin's perspectives. Because I I don't know I I just had this idea that Black Math and I will be able to speak way more about this than you all will. So why don't you uh, just give me your opinion on the uh, the lucrative underworld of sex workers in a nutshell? What's your thoughts? Um, it's illegal and it really probably shouldn't be, but because it's illegal right now, you know, sex workers and the people that are their clients are probably gonna have to worry about OPSEC and shit like that, which is important because, I mean, who knows, you know, if what you're walking into is a raid or something. could be a sting or could just be something used to leverage against you. So it's a tricky real-world application. Yeah, yeah, uh, it definitely is. How about, Mr. Chib, why don't you give us your thoughts on it because I know that you have thoughts on it. Well... It's been around forever. It'll be around forever. Um, I do think that uh, operational security um, is necessary. I'm not sure that a lot of uh, those in that profession uh, really... I mean, I think they give it some consideration, but not to the extent that I feel we're going to discuss tonight. Um, I think uh, you'll be able to provide some um, down-to-earth alternate perspectives that perhaps... Uh, they, people should be looking forward into and what have you, uh, since you are a more experienced uh, subject matter expert on the topic. Yes, definitely. Uh, that's what well, I'm here for. All it takes is, like, you can spend a couple hours looking at a yeah. few sites and get yeah. a huge insight into both the uh, provider and customer aspect of how 
the entire industry works. I mean, it's it's really yeah. fascinating, actually. And I think they, they do have OPSEC. I mean, as far as the workers, oh, yeah. they're huge in OPSEC, but they we'll may not be that. like as, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have to as a survival tree, you know? Yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it so that we have a couple of, uh, you know, we know where y'all are coming from and <laughs> a Black Mass and I know where we're coming from. So uh, uh, this is basically, so the first, uh, it's going to be three different things. The first one is uh, I, I uh, titled in my notes here, uh, Hooker Offset, because <laughs> there's no real other way to uh, say it, like Sex Worker Offset. Oh, no, but no. You could... Uh, Opsec, like H O. It could be. It could be. Uh, trying too hard. Uh, popsec provider opsec because th- that's the Ooh. term that you use is provider. Um, so all right. So let me explain to people uh, it real quick. Uh, when you are trying to find a lady of the night, the common cliche is you drive to a, a shady part of town and you see what you hope to be a woman on the side of the street. <laughs> or a small-time uh, hacker con- convention. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you you pull up really, really, you know, you, you pull up, you roll down your window or honk your horn. She comes up to you and says, hey, you looking for a guitar? And, you know, that's the cliche, right? And um, then she gets in the car. You, you negotiate, you go to a, a location which may be someone's driveway, you do your thing, and then you bring her over to another location, and you let her out and she's on her way. That's the cliche, that's what a lot of people think about when they think of uh, providers. But thanks to the internet, that entire concept is so, so different. Yeah, you will have what those people, the streetwalkers, those do exist, but those are the lowest of the low. Uh, you know, that is not something you even want to remotely approach. And if you're in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, you definitely do not want to do that because there is a vigilante out there who follows these streetwalkers and films. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he's like walked up on the Johns in the middle of services being performed in their car. And has busted like I think the fire chief and various <laughs> officials. <laughs> yeah, like it's so fucking. Wow! Funny. Wow! Yeah, those yeah. are hilarious. Yeah, and there was a Dateline episode about him, but he actually there's webcams up there. Well, I don't know anymore. There used to be like a live stream where you could see on Robinson in Oklahoma City where you could see the the walkers. And here's the funny thing about it, right? The, the street walkers. Are, are like totally a fan of this guy because they know he's watching and they know they they have like uh, safety in that aspect and his whole thing it, it, and I think it's kind of stupid because it is two consenting adults performing acts their own thing right but he he just it hates the the clientele like the Johns he hates them not the sex workers like you would think right no he hates the Johns. Because he's like the Johns are out there making the women live this lifestyle. Not and and again, not referring to the pimps, but the actual clients, the Johns. I don't understand that logic of where like the dude who finds 
the man, woman, or transgender individual to have sex with is somehow at fault because that's a supply and demand issue, but that's his whole prerogative on it. But they, but they, they actually like the guy, so that's, that's something you wouldn't expect. So streetwalkers are a no-no because of the risk involved in it. So it's moved online, and one of the most... Who dropped? <laughs> who cares? We'll continue on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, Mr. Chin, was that you? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, like, uh, like the good old days, man. Yeah, like, like he's a he's a good boy, and he he's married, so he's like, I can't hear any more of this. This is tempting me too much. So. Uh, <laughs> I entered the conference. I, I thought he went to go fat, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't even get into the websites. He hasn't had that chance yet. So, um, the 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 big website that a lot of people are aware of out there for uh, sex work is uh, Backpage.com. It is Craigslist. It's like a Craigslist clone, but it, it really all it's actually used for is to find escorts to have sex with. I mean, that's literally the entire point of that website. And they actually, you know, just like Craigslist, it goes into your cities and then, you know, in metroplexes, it'll be, uh, you know, like South Detroit, North Detroit, you know, like you're, it'll break it out in sections. And one thing that's cool about the site is that you can be like, you can click on the gallery view so that you can see pictures of all of your potential, uh, you know, <laughs> providers and they added a new feature, uh, I think, within the last year, where uh, you can actually sort by videos. And so a lot of these uh, providers will actually upload a video of themselves. Because a problem with Backpage is that there's a lot, a lot of fraudulent things that go on here. Either they're, they're trying to just get you to, you know, get your information for spamming purposes... Or it's people who's going to rob you. Or you basically get catfished in the worst way where you think it's one escort and you show up and it's some haggard like meth head instead. So they add, yeah, so they've added the uh, feature of a video upload so that you can see that these photos aren't just you know taken from another website. Uh, it's the real person talking to you. And, you know, a lot of them will uh, actually stamp their photos with their name and their uh, phone number so that, you know, people don't steal it, basically. And Backpage is really, really, really popular, but it's a horrible, horrible site because of all of the risk that's involved. And a lot of these people are going to be uh, like your, uh, a step above your streetwalkers. If you're really looking for a safe, Oh, and by the way, Backpage is always, always used in sting operations. Police will be all over that site. So you're really having a lot of risk by going to Backpage and responding to those ads and actually going through with it. Uh, that is a dangerous, desperate place to go to. Uh, the <laughs> That's turned into like the dark street of the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely... You do not want to go there. And, and if you want to laugh, go and look at the ads because some of these pictures will just have you in tears. Like, it, it's really entertaining to go and just look at people on there. 
Um, and so, okay. is is what? Mr. Chin back? Yeah, he is. Mr. Chin, I'm I'm here. I've been here for about five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I noticed you dropped. I was wondering if you're using that same VoIP service that you used to use back with Hacknip. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> yeah, the reference there is that he uh, back in those dial-up days, he would call a local. Uh, gateway for VoIP providers. So you'd call this local member and depending on which provider you wanted to call into, you would put in a, a you know, a three to four digit code or whatever. And then you would put in the number to call the person on that VoIP service. Because way back then we had free world dial up and a ton of other providers. Uh, but the limitation was that you, you got disconnected after 15 minutes. So <laughs> how, how, yeah, how some much conferences. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So he dropped and come back and drop and come back. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, moving on here. So that's Backpage. Don't use it. Leos are there. Uh, weirdos are there. Uh, thieves What's a Leo? are there. Uh, it's it's horrible. But that is the most popular destination for escorts, and that is definitely the worst place to go. Now, you if you want to actually be safe as a sex worker and as a John. What you need to do is obviously buy a burner because uh, you do not want your actual personal phone ever associated with you ever, like ever. Because someone like me can go on your ad that you posted and I can find out who you are based off of your phone number and then blackmail you into, you know, free services or money. Uh, to keep me from sending it to your, uh, I don't know, your ex-husband because you have a daughter and uh, you have custody of her. So you can imagine if I gave that information over to her ex-husband um, that that would be something that would completely shatter her life. And uh, so extortion is something that you can do. Um, and I actually used OSINT skills with Backpage ads to uncover a multi-state um, like prostitution ring by correlating photos and phone numbers and the same women in different locations. And all I had to do was identify one of them. And then I was able to find the rest of them on Facebook and other social media sites. And they all worked out of the exact same strip club in Houston. And the owner of the place is obviously their pimp. And you could just see their sex capades all across, like, three states. And the, and the important thing to, to realize about that is when you're doing sex work over state lines like that in the manner that they were, that is now a felony. Uh, I forget the name of the law, but that dates back to Prohibition era, and you will face a felony. Like, I could, like, hand that over to the DA, and that strip club would get raided. And, you know, but I, I haven't uh, because, you know, uh, I'm all for what they're doing. So <laughs> that's that's not going to happen. It's just you, you could be like if investigators actually were good at their jobs and not going for low hanging fruit, you could actually uncover these type of things. So burners are really important for both the providers and the clients. And you would want to buy a new one for each city you're in as a provider. Do not keep the same phone number because all you need is a website or a profile 
and you can change your number there. If you are out there, you know, calling people using the same number, you're just allowing it to be a whole lot easier for them to uh, identify you. Because uh, one of the cities that you're going to visit is going to be the one where someone cares. So. so and, 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 so, and furthermore, God furthermore, damn it, Zandy, you fucking did it again. You <laughs> <laughs> use that handle all the time. Fuck. Oh my God. I got to look. What, what's the timestamp here? Okay. I got to write down. <laughs> Jesus. All right. What were you saying, Mr. Chen? Uh, furthermore, if um, a provider has a, a burner that they purchase in, in different cities and uh, you know, one-time use throwaway sort of thing, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. They need to make especially sure that they're not carrying around a personal phone as they hop between cities, because that just defeats the entire purpose. Well, you can, uh, but you definitely want to separate. I mean, you're going to want to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, a lot of this stuff really comes down to OSINT in a lot of ways too, uh, and and I'll get into that next. Uh, well, in in a second. Uh, one thing that um, you can do as a provider and as a John is have some level of security in the, your activities that you have between the two consenting adults. And there is a specific website called preferred411.com where a, a provider and a John both can go and actually verify that they are a real person and not a Leo, and your actual identity gets compromised in the process. And, and let me explain how that works. If you are a John, you have to pay a pretty expensive membership fee. If I remember correctly, it's like $400 for you to be able to become a, a like verified person. And then it's $130 a year after that to be a member. Now... You have two different ways that you can verify as a John. You can send them, and this is the best part, you can send them your um, driver's license and your, <laughs> your place of work and a personal and a work phone number. Now, they take this information and they verify where you work. They look up your address. They do some little digging there, possibly even run a background check. I'm not really sure. But once they verify that you are that person, they will call where you work and ask for you, not as preferred 411. It's going to be, you know, some, I don't know. They, they just make some shit up. But they call you, and once they, you get that call and they're like, yeah, it's verified, you hang up, it's over. They, they claim to shred all of your information, and that's it. You're now a verified preferred 411 uh, user. The alternate method is that you have a preferred 411 escort. You have to have two of them, actually, vouch for you. So so that's your two options there. Obviously, you would want the escorts to vouch for you because you're not leaking your personal information. Now, for the escorts, that I don't even remember what the process is on that. I think it's a much more... Um, like I think it's very similar where you have to go through it and, and do that whole verification. But they're... They want the providers to be on the site, so they're not as crazy about it as they are for the Johns. Um, now, once you've got your profile going on there, once you're verified, that gives you uh, clout 
in the online sex worker communities out there. And one of the largest ones that's actually based out of Dallas, uh, but it's a worldwide website, is eccie.net. And it's a forum, basically. Uh, I think it's like a, like in, in, yeah, it's a V bulletin, a V bulletin site. So, oh, oh Jesus, Jesus, oh yeah. my God, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Is it 2005? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah, uh, but well, all right. So I mean, if you if you go to the blast from the past, yeah, yeah. But if you go to the site, you create did you a say ca- you have, I did. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll get into that later. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what it is, is it's broken up by countries, states, even cities. Um, and there's specific forums for that locale. Now, as a verified member, um, which I'm really upset because I can't log into my account. I don't remember my username or password. But... <laughs> but Dude, you, let me get into it. You'll understand why. There is a forum, like a message board for uh, your providers, and that's where all the ads are from your providers. And if you are a provider, your profile link will, pro- will be like a kind of a provider profile where there will be pictures, uh, what you will and won't do, and they don't say I'll give you a blowjob or I'll fuck you. Like, it, saying that they'll fuck you with a condom on is covered full service or CFS. Like, there's abbreviations out there for this. So that they're not directly referencing the acts themselves, even though everyone knows what that means. So, there's actually a yeah. list. There's a sticky there- post somewhere on this site where you can see where all the abbreviations equate to what the acts are. Is that for, like, legal protection like thinly veiled legal protection that probably won't actually work yeah 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 it's kind of like on those drug forums where people say like a friend of mine <laughs> like <laughs> i know a guy yeah yeah uh, the, the whole swim thing yeah yeah yeah. Swim. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go swim that's what it was someone who is not me yeah um it, this is kind of the same thing you'll see a lot of those abbreviations on there and uh these provider ads, they'll have pictures, they'll have their phone number, and sometimes they'll have rates and link to their websites. Now, these websites, sometimes it'll be a dedicated website, but a lot of them is like a subdomain for sex workers. There are actually companies like Tripod or Angel Fire, but for <laughs> prostitutes, where <laughs> where you create an account and you can have like your little like WYSIWYG site that you upload and then there's like a password protection section on a lot of them so if there's a client that you think is legit though they can give you the password and then you can log in and see more content to kind of get a better feel for the person but on eccie you'll see all of these ads there on uh, as forum posts and then there's also provider reviews and that's something that you have to have an account for and if you have a premium account, you can actually see the full review. And this allows other Johns to be able to see uh, if a provider is good or bad. Think of it like Yelp for fucking hookers. That's basically what that whole thing is. And, yeah, like rating systems. 
Yeah, yeah. It, but they, they, they'll write out reviews like, oh, she was so comforting and she talked to me and wasn't rushed. It really made me feel, you know, good. And, you know, it's just like, it, it's really funny to read some of these people. And, and what appalls me is how, like, you'll see a lot of the same usernames uh, in, like, one week do, like, three reviews. It's like, holy shit, dude, how much of your, your fucking money are you throwing at these whores? It's insane. But, uh, yeah, it, this site is, like, my favorite place to go to. Because a lot of people use the same usernames for every fucking thing. And you can <laughs> find their reviews of all of these people they fuck. And then you go to their Facebook and they're like married and talking about Jesus and everything. And it's like, you know, just the hypocrisy that you can find through these. It's just, it's outstanding. Um, but for providers, this type of site is so amazing for them because they can go and say, okay, you're a preferred 411 member. I'll meet with you. Uh, you're not, then I'm not even going to talk to you. And there's some in different cities. I, I kid you not that are kind of like the ones that break you in as a John to the whole sex underworld. Like they'll be your first prostitute. So you lose your, your prostitution virginity basically with this person. And, uh, it's weird because they, aside from the business transactions that occur there, you will actually observe a community of locals like Johns and providers that communicate and chat and, and develop a relationship. So it's, it's great for the providers because they can get consistent clientele. Like they can have a fan base basically. And then the, the Johns have a safer environment to be able to uh, access the provider. So no more streetwalkers, no more back page. You have a verified system in place knowing that that's more than likely not going to be a Leo. And if people get popped, they actually will come in there and say, hey, I got arrested, which completely fucks you over, but they do it, you know? And wow, I remember reading a story um, like on here, like an antidote of some provider that I'd actually been tracking on, on Backpage and other sites to try to figure out who she was. Because that's what I do in my free time to like better my OSINT skills. Is I like to go and identify sex workers and their clientele because that's like a way harder than normal way of finding people. And I, I you'd be surprised how easy it is. But this girl, I, I find her there and I ended up actually finding out who she was. Uh, but she was talking about how she got robbed and how she was being chased by like three dudes throughout an apartment complex and they stole her money and everything. And it's just, and everyone's advice to her was get off a of back page. Like that was literally what they said. Stop going on back page and posting your ads. So there are, and I just mentioned ECCIE.net. There are tons of them out there. And one thing that I think is, it's hysterical uh, is that there are actual phone lookup sites to where you can, uh, like, I, I think it's called phoneescortsearch.com, and you can see, uh, like, numbers that may have been used in uh, ads before. So they scour various escort sites for provider ads, take that cell phone number, and just scrape all of the pictures out and everything, and then you can just 
search for a phone number and see all of the previous ads. And they claim it's like so that you can see if your girlfriend's been a hooker at some point. But that's totally not what the, the intended use is. It's to be able to see if a, a number's been previously used by an escort uh, to verify whether or not there's some level of legitimacy to the ad and the phone number and not just a sting operation. Uh, so there's also the exact same thing for John's where like I kid you not there is a website that where you can just say that someone was a John you put their number in there and possibly their first and last name and that's just on their site so so you don't even have to verify that this person used the John you can just defame people for no reason and I tell you one of the hardest moral dilemmas I have ever faced in my entire life was not putting Mr. Chin's phone number on that website. So don't ever get pissed at me for being a dick because, man, I really had to stop from doing that because I thought it would just be so great if one day you or your wife Googles your phone number and bam, oh God. You're, you're a John. Yeah, no. And guess how you get it removed? You have to pay them like a $200 fee. I mean, it, it's... Well, yeah. Yeah. The Exposing John's website? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, what a scam. Yeah, apparently wow. they also they would also put fake ads up on, like, Backpage and things like that. And if yep. you would text them, they'd get your phone number, and then they'd just scrape for your Facebook profile and things like that, and they list yep. you on there, and, yep, you have to pay to get your stuff removed, just like the Mugshots websites. Right, right. And there's, wow. also, and there's also a cheater's website that does the same thing. Yeah, the Ashley Dude, that's crazy. Dump. That's that's somebody's job is to oh, put yeah. those fake ads up to oh, the yeah. numbers, then scar Facebook, and get two hundred each. Yeah, that's a great but actually, business model. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you earlier um, when you found that uh, multi-state ring. You know, yeah. if someone's going to operate something like that. They've got to put the pictures up in multiple areas. No, no, but the then girls that's do how it you themselves. discover them. Yeah, the girls do that individually. Uh, well, let me see if I can find them real quick. Because uh, I don't have any of their docs on this. Oh, I remember where to find it. There was one that I could always find if I ever forgot. <laughs> because, like, most of them are in, like, on back page on the general just escort section. But this one, she would be in the escort section sometimes. But you would always find her in, like, the dominatrix side. <laughs> And that ends up being the wife of the pimp. And so they have, uh, you know, multiple kids. And actually, the thing that really gave me a moral dilemma was that I found a Facebook video of one of the prostitutes. And a couple of them in the same room, in a hotel room. And it was one of, it was her kids jumping up and down on the beds, playing around. I was like, Jesus Christ. She takes her kids on these multi-state fuck tours. Like, that is insane to me. Um, like, what are these kids thinking, right? Like, when mommy's in the other room. I, I, I don't know, but uh, that's... Oh, look, I just found her. Fourth ad, just found her, the, the one I was talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I was not prepared for that photo. She's got a she got an example of a client, and he's just completely naked. He's got a leather, like thing over his face 
and his hands are <laughs> oh. That's not what I expected to see there at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, these these women are alive and well. So so the reason why I came to this uh, ad was that it was posted on August sixth. So if I go over to the normal escort ads on August sixth, I will see the the women that she's worked with. I'll I'll be able to notice them and be able to be like, oh yeah, that's uh, what's her face, you know. Um, it, they're not really that bright when it comes to this stuff at all. They don't understand the ramifications of someone just knowing enough about computers and everything. <laughs> they just don't see it, like, at all. Well, but that, that's, that's the thing, because if they're doing this thing where they're going around between different cities on the group and posting ads in different cities that are spread apart, I mean, I'm not sure how they'd be able to put OPSEC into that without radically redesigning how they actually do it because you know if they're going around on a schedule putting ads up at the same time then it seems like it'd be easy to find at that point well yeah that that's a fundamental problem with with this whole like online hooker like atmosphere i mean you've got to show pictures but yet you you you're gonna use the same pictures. Reverse image search exists. Uh, you have these scraping sites. So some of my suggestions would be to these uh, wonderful ladies is to um, have different sets of pictures for different metros that you go to. Uh, that just makes sense because a lot of these ladies that what they do is some of them will just drive from like one side of the country to the other. Or they'll fly from one city, stay there for a week, and then go back home. Uh, but some of them will go to the same places, you know, it might take them a month to come back in town or whatever. But that's kind of how the, the there's different habits there. And then there are, of course, your local hometown whores. And so you, you have all of these various types of people, but using the same pictures on every single ad that you've used in every single city is stupid. You could have a different number. You can just use that number when you're in city A, and then use another number when you're in city B. You can keep it consistent even. Just have separate photos for that city and separate numbers for that city. Hell, at that point, you could just use VoIP. Because one thing you will learn about escorts is that they do not want you to text them whatsoever. They want you to call them, and that's it. So they don't even need... Why is that? I, I, I think it's, Probably. The, it's the drug dealer philosophy. Where if it's if it's uh, well actually drug dealers don't want you to talk to them on the phone they want you to text them because they think that that's more secure and easily it's just e easier to scrape all that info escorts they want you to call instead of text because dudes will be just like hey hey I want to I want to BJ you know what I mean like <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine could you imagine that like. You're going to pay for sex or, 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 or get paid for sex all via text message? Hell no. I want to talk to the person. I want to, see, I want to hear what they sound like. Uh, get an idea. Because, you know, a conversation needs to occur there so that they feel safe and where uh, you can discuss and negotiate the terms of things. And if you think about it, this is, this is someone who is a professional sex worker. Uh, she or he will know how to uh, talk to their clientele. So they can sweet talk uh, rates in a certain way if they're on the phone. Their social engineering side of things can really go up a notch in, in that scenario. So that's basically why I think that they talk on the phone 
Uh, and they're probably smart enough to know that texting's really stupid. But that doesn't stop all escorts from using text. Some of them will do that. Uh, but the general consensus is no, never text me. So VoIP would work for them. They just don't know about that, right? So a burner phone that you buy and just have it for a specific area code would be better in my opinion. Also, you couldn't even get burner apps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's plenty of apps out there for that. There, isn't there one that's literally called Burner Phone? Yep, I have that on my phone. Yeah, so... Uh, like, that's what I used to do, uh, uh, fake uh, tech subscriptions to Mr. Chin before. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, so this one person that I was referring to that's part of this prostitution ring, I'm looking at her back page ad right now, and if you if you look at her number, it will take you to her ECCIE profile page, where it's got a username, it's got her email address, uh, her location that she's based out of, which is Houston, um, it's got her ethnicity, build, height, weight, eyes, hair, piercings, tattoos, grooming, and if she's a smoker. Then you'll have a biography, and then... You know, a little bit of information like a dating site would have, what she likes, what she dislikes, her hobbies, favorite foods, beverages, flowers, perfume, color, animal, music, holiday, and gifts. Uh, Holy so, shit. So all of that information is, is invaluable for building a profile on someone, but it's also there so that uh, they can get flowers or someone can buy her Armani code because that's what she likes. Uh, her preferred gifts are Victoria's Secrets. With an S. Uh, so she likes uh, to get things, I guess, in a plural sense. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so you can, it's, it's, it's insane what you can learn about these uh, people really quickly. And of course, that has a, uh, oh my God, uh, the, one, of the, one of the websites I wanted to uh, recommend people look up for that remote phone one. Uh, I can't remember if it used to, I don't know if it still exists, but it was escortphonesearch.com, but a better named one, and I kid you not, this is literally the name of it, it's called bitchesofbackpage.com, <laughs> and, and, and you can search on Bitches of Backpage, the phone number, and it will show you all of the previous ads, uh, the pictures in a gallery form, locations that the worker has been in. Um, and I mean, like right now I'm looking at 86 images, uh, that this woman has posted and you, it even tells you where she's currently at because like it scrapes constantly and I'll let you know the most current location. I mean, there, there are some really impressive sites out there that just drop docs on all of these providers and yeah, it, it, it's pretty insane. I've entered so, the conference. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so, to wrap all of that up, you have hooker opsec where you want to be preferred for one one. You want to get the fuck off a of back page. You want to have a burner for each locale that you visit, separate set of photos, and different hooker name for that. You have to adopt the persona for each different location. You can be Lexi Love in Dallas. You can be, I don't know, Booty Bell in Oklahoma City. <laughs> 
I don't know. They come up with ridiculous names. But you can be a different one in each city. Have a specific burner for that locale and separate pictures. Never cross-correlate your locations to who you are. It's preferred that you do not have a, a face pic. A guy's not there to look at your face. He's there to look at your body. And if you have a pretty face, they'll like it. If you have a ratchet face, you're a prostitute. They're not going to give a shit. So that's the most important thing is to do that. Now, for the Johns, definitely you want to do Preferred 411 by finding those intro escorts. The ones that'll fuck you that uh, don't need verification. You do that twice. You're going to have to make that investment. Then you pay your membership fee, and then you're a Preferred 411 member, and you're able to uh, experience the ladies of the night in a much more secure manner. Now, when you create your account on these uh, websites... First and foremost, create a completely new email address not associated with you. Secondly, create a, a, a unique username that you will never use that is specifically for this. And if you use multiple sites, create a different account, like a username for each site. You, you want to make it as hard for people like me to cross-correlate and find out who you are and message your wife about this stuff or extort you. Now... As far as the actual object that applies to us is loose lips sink ships. That that is one thing that has that's object that the military has used since World War II. And it, and and if you are a member of the military, that's been a member of the military in probably the last ten years or, or longer, you have had object training because of social media and the internet. You would have had it in different forms before, but now they really have a huge emphasis on it because people are dropping information all over the place. Their families are doing it, and they go over certain espionage techniques that may be used against you. And one common one is is sex. That's everyone's weakness. That's why you have the cliche sexy spy. Uh, but a lot of people, when they're completely naked or they're looking at a naked person, will just start just running their mouth. If you go to a strip club, that stripper could potentially try to extract information out of you to sell to the highest bidder. Hell, that stripper may not even have those uh, you know, motives, but someone who has been tailing you, who may be a fed, who may go there after you've been there, and coerces the stripper into sexual acts and then says, oh wait, before we do this, I want you to know that I'm a federal agent. Now, I'm going to arrest you, or you can work as an informant for me when the, the next time that this uh, person comes in the strip club, I want you to seduce them and work, the, uh, work an angle to where they start giving you this information that we can then use. And that's not just a fed. That can be Hell, uh, someone in your own corporation that could do that, that has some meaningful reason to do that, or a competitor uh, uh, as a form of corporate espionage. There are so many threat actors out there, but the one thing that is always going to be prevalent is sex. That is a, a, a huge weakness for a lot of people, so be mindful of this. When you're out there participating in, the, in this amazing underworld, that the internet has made even better. Remember that OPSEC is by and far the most important thing, not you getting your rocks off. So that's basically uh, NymphoSec for you. And 
so 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 Zandy, Mr. Chin, and Black Math, uh, starting with Zandy, what are your thoughts now of the uh, sexual underworld? Did he, did he wow, drop? that's complicated. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his Mr. Chin here, or did he drop? All right, so so so, what, what do yeah, you think? He like, did you learn something, or I mean? Oh, I, I definitely learned something. I'm going to have to get you drunk and ask about some stories, uh, apparently. Oh, no. There's no but stories. The... <laughs> There's no stories that, that you don't know about or wasn't present for. There's no other stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, no, no. Got it. Uh, so, so, no. But, yeah, what, there's a... What, what I would say it's like, from a crypto party perspective, what's your thoughts on this? The OPSEC is huge. Um, they could probably, I'm not sure how much they would have to worry about using something like Redphone because nobody else uses it anyways. And I'm not sure if they're being actively monitored like that. But yeah, the OPSEC's the biggest thing because, you know, it's really easy for people to, with the examples you mentioned, either set up a sting operation to try and catch them, you know, get some good old entrapment going, or uh, dig up dirt on them to try and leverage that against them some other way. So I think the number one thing, like you mentioned, is OPSEC. Yeah, and, and sextortion is a huge thing, like with Ashley Madison right now, when uh, all of that information got out there, there's a ton of people who are being extorted due to that. But this extends out way greater than just that. Aside from hookers, we're talking like closeted gay men who are on gay dating sites or women. Um, we're talking, you know, all kinds of relationship-based sites that sextortion comes into play. But you're right, like, that information is, that's terrifying for me to think that, like, if I were to ever want to do that, that I would be risking so much. You would be so vulnerable doing it, you know? Like, OPSEC doesn't even matter at that point. You've actually done this, been physically there. The extortion potential is through the roof, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to look at the threat model, too, because this involves, like you said, physically being somewhere. So are you worried about an actual sting where you get cuffs? Are you worried about uh, a burner that can be traced back to you because you bought it with a credit card? Or, you know, are you not concerned about that? Who the fuck dropped? I think it was just, I think it was Zandy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Every fucking time he talks, that's what happens. Okay. So, um, continue well, with about... the threat model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the threat model. Uh, yeah, I mean, physical yeah, like... security in that sense. Like, how terrifying is it? You're literally walking into. I mean, if it's a in call, which is going to be the most common thing at a hotel, it's going to be an in call. Out call means they go out to you, which. Either of those cases, you're having a stranger come into your place or you're the person going to a stranger's place. Those are terrifying, you know, Andy. scenarios. <laughs> yeah, those, I would say that uh, OPSEC for John's outcalls would be just, I mean, unless you're at a hotel, bringing like a, uh, a <laughs> prostitute back to your own home. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's awful. Uh, it, it, and a funny thing is last weekend, uh, 
I was out on the patio of a hotel lounge, and I was on this conference with uh, Black Math and Polygon, and we called up a, uh, a, a like shady hotel. Or was it was it a shady hotel, or was it like an actual? It was a. It's a motel that uh, is frequented by sex workers. No, 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 not that been... one. Not that one. No, the oh, other one. Oh, the other one. The yeah. other one was, I think we just found like places that charge hourly or something. No, but it was like a real, it was a real place. Or maybe it was just, it was just a, a, I think it was a place that like had one star, like looking for the seediest Yeah, that's what it find. was. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm talking to him and I was like, hey, if I were to have a lady of the night, and I slipped you a 20, would y'all not say anything about it? And and the front desk guy is kind of smirking about it, you know, laughing, and he's like, oh, I don't know, let me let, let me talk to, let me let you talk to the manager. And so, believe it or not, he actually, you know, transferred it to the manager, and I talked to the manager and asked her the same thing. And she was like, oh, yeah, that won't be a problem. No, you don't, you don't need to pay me. Uh, no, it's fine. Whatever you do in your room is your own business. So, like... I was expecting her to just freak out and say, no, you can't bring your hooker over here. But <laughs> she was literally all about it. Like, she was she was okay, perfectly okay with it. It was it was appalling to me. Uh, yeah, she was all but, like, high-fiving you through the phone. Yeah, yeah, like, literally she was. <laughs> and she said that, like, something like the security guard would have to let us in. And I, and I think I may have asked if I would slipped him the 20, and she was like, no, it's not necessary. So that's the attitude. <laughs> so if anyone was ever wondering, uh, here at Shadowcast, we do that research so you don't have to. <laughs> you can just take the hooker to to the motel. I don't care. Uh, so that's what you should definitely do as a John over going like bringing them to your place. That was just that would be weird. Like I would never think that that would be a good idea for even the provider. Like that's really got to be terrifying for her. Or him. Oh, yeah, God. It's probably oh, like, yeah. fuck, this guy's like a serial killer. God, I'm going to yeah. wind up on this wall. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, there was recently uh, a huge thing that happened in this area where uh, a guy met a couple um, for a Craigslist ad to have sex with both of them, I guess. And uh, he drove them out to the woods. He uh, beheaded the guy kidnapped the girl who was actually pregnant and held her captive for a number of days before killing her and uh, resulted in a police chase and the guy just committing suicide. But Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So, wow, well, yeah. that's fucking depressing. Yeah, I was trying Optics to think of a joke for, uh, and I couldn't come up with one because that's just a horrible fucking story. <laughs> Not even well, I can laugh at you're that. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, in the show notes, we could put a link to the guy's picture because actually that would probably get some laughs. Okay, good. But yeah. <clears throat> Wait, is it before or after the suicide? Before. <laughs> okay. But I mean, if you saw this guy's picture, I would never get in a car with this dude ever, even yeah. if he was my friend. <laughs> I mean. So, so like... speaking of Mr. Chin, uh, what's your thoughts on? <laughs> on what we've talked about, or basically <laughs> I've talked about tonight. No constructive or meaningful comment. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, like, you learned something, right? Just taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. Also, offset, clear your browser history. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, definitely. That's something I would recommend. Clean your browser history for crying out loud. Uh, and, and this isn't just a general word of advice. This is specifically to Mr. Chen. Delete your fucking history on your browser for crying out loud. Um, moving on. Uh, now he's sitting there like, oh, fuck, he's all my... <laughs> He saw my history. <laughs> but, uh, uh, moving on, uh, one last thing uh, that I can't believe I, I, I concentrated on on the internet based uh, thing in the streetwalkers. One of the the most popular places for sex work to go down is AMPs, or Asian massage parlors, and you will see those busts happen all the time. And I, I remember uh, when I lived in Louisiana, there was, there was always like I don't know, like every three months or so, one would get get like raided and they'd get shut down. And I was just like, damn it, I never knew where they were. Like you always find out after the fact. Uh, <laughs> but but those uh, you will actually find on uh, back page massage ads, like like masseuse. Uh, you know, that's the legit version of it, but you will actually find AMPs posting ads on Backpage saying, uh, oh, you come here, you know, and it's just like, you, uh, you can actually identify them that way. And that, I think that's hysterical to me because it's basically like a huge advertisement for us to come get raided <laughs> and a, an alarming amount of the, the women who, who own these places will, are, are repeat offenders and they'll like live in the massage parlor, so you really have to wonder about the cleanliness and stuff about that. Um, I know. Well, what's I... interesting is like, and I'm sure Zandy can vouch for this too. Is in certain areas, like up here in Michigan, there are actually billboards strewn across the every highway with like for Asian massage parlors. Like screw back wow. they have giant freaking billboards. Yeah, with trucker parking. Trucker parking is the tip. Yeah, trucker's welcome. Yeah. If you see trucker's welcome (laughs) and a massage ad, that means that it is one where you can get a happy ending. Um, And and this just happened in in the town I used to live in, and uh, uh, I don't know, like last week. And I was appalled at the rates that they were charging. It was like uh, you had to pay for your normal massage, and then they would, you know, then say, "Hey, you want, you know, you want a happy ending." I don't know. I don't know what they say. If they literally say that, it would be hysterical. I don't think that I could manage to get an erection if I if I heard, "Oh, you want the happy ending?" You know, like I'm just gonna laugh. Uh, but <laughs> but it was like forty bucks for a handy, and then like a hundred for like a BJ, and I was like, Jesus Christ. I pay for a massage and then a hundred bucks on top of it for just head. That just seems like a huge ripoff. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't understand some of the economics on that, but I guess they feel that it's more like you're, you're kind of paying for the security of it being this front operation in a, you know, in a business strip mall. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, that comes with a price. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So what all it's like next to the hot about? topic. Oh gosh, I wish that would be hilarious. Like in an actual mall, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine it being in an actual mall? Like, like a, that raid would be gifts. hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Like next to Spencer's kids. <laughs> yeah, you could just go and get the like tiny condoms next door. But uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's nymphosec for everyone. 
and I honestly do not think that anyone in hacking or uh, the prof definitely not in information security, the professional world of hacking, has ever covered like this to that extent. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but definitely not in this format. Um, what 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 did y'all have to drink tonight? Or am I the only one who had anything to drink? I've just had beer. What kind? Yeah, same here. Um, this is called Five Lizard. It's from a brewery in Chicago. Oh, cool. I've um, got some uh, Magic Hat Number Nine. What about I had you? some uh, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. Uh, yep. Well, that's that's a classic staple there. And of course, I'm just over here drinking warm Jaeger straight out of the bottle, wishing that I didn't do any of that. Um, yeah. So, so what fret did you rush to get that warm Jaeger? Which site? What? No, what what fret did you rush to get the warm Jaeger? Uh, or did I, you just happen to have some? I, I happen to have some, but I did pledge uh, Phi Kappa Theta. Uh, so, for what it's worth, again, I didn't go to college, but I still pledged for a fraternity. <laughs> and you, that, would, you would. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, is hacking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's we should do a. Much we that's should do a NymphoSec Redux sometime and uh, interview a... Uh... Fuck it. You know what? No, no. Let's do it now. Let's do this now. Like, shit, we already... Like, I wanted this to be an hour-long podcast. It's two hours and 21 minutes into it. So, YOLO. Oh, Christ. I know, I know. We'll wrap it up. It's leak so bad. Well, do Jesus, you're on, you're on your phone, so just go and do it. Like, who cares? Just mute. Yeah, I tried the, the mute button, and it doesn't work. <laughs> Well, hell, we won't care. Uh, let me see if I... I'll, I'll cover it up with my vaping noise. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. Oh, okay. God, you are. Okay. Yeah, we're like, I'm doing this well, right Well, on, on, uh, on that note, this is a great time for me to uh, drop off. I've, you know, got to wake up in the morning, and it's kind of late. Yeah. All right, I'll be back in like... So. Thank you for... I'll just... For, it's been for an honor. Us. Yeah, for, with your legendary hacknip experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, catch you later. All right. Cheers. But yeah. Okay. What, uh, what are we? Uh, are we calling somebody? Yeah, I'm about yeah, to call I'm, this chocolate oh giving professional. Absolutely no law enforcement. Please bring on swimwear. Own swimwear. What? Yeah, yeah, swimwear. Uh, so that it's you a euphemism. Know, yeah. Um. Is generally when people talk about water sports and sex, that means like. <laughs> pissing on you uh are getting pissed on like you know like you piss on them or they piss on you that's what water sports is and swimwear will generally be like uh your condoms so uh yeah she has a she has a video <laughs> yeah see see so you know she's real oh, look, holy look. cow is it really that bad or is it that good <laughs> have you ever seen uh mr ghetto his wally 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 world video yes yes i mean new orleans bounce yeah that's what it's called yeah that's that's what's uh, going on oh my god that's what that is okay yeah i see it. oh my god oh my god that is that is probably one of the most disturbing things i've seen today it's like her <laughs> butt's double jointed yeah that that is that is Wow, that is not even. I wouldn't even know what to do. I would just, I just leave. Like 
I just put my money down and go. I would be like, I, I can't do anything. Like, this is not something I can even relate to. <laughs> this, is, this is on a whole different level than what I, I was ready for. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Zandy, did you think that you yep. would be uh, talking to a hooker tonight? Is that something wow. that you, you thought you would be doing? Or, or, I mean, what's your thoughts on the fact that we're about to call up a hooker? Well, this ought to be interesting. Hello? Hey, is this, uh, is this Amara Star? Amaris. Amaris. Yeah, you there, Amaris? Amaris? That's not my name. My name's Amaris. Ah, oh, well, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, you still running that $40 special? No. Well, how much are we talking? Don't know. You sound like the police. I sound like the police. Actually, uh, you're on a radio show right now. Oh, she hung up, I think. Are you still there? Yep, she dropped. No, she dropped. <laughs> you sound like the police. Why? Why? Why do I sound like the police? Because I don't know how to say Amaris. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You know, we could call her right back, right? Because it's going to show up as a different caller ID anyways. <laughs> I really like, think it's the police. Yeah, might as well. I mean, I would, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, just call her right back. How about that one? That one, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to, sure, why not? I don't really care. One session with the beautiful Bambi will have you come back for more. I don't talk to um, private callers. You got to call back with a number. Hey, well, Bambi, real quick before you let me go. Uh, I was wondering, do you practice operational security? Oh, she, she dropped. Fuck, of course not. Damn it. Why did it say private number? I don't know. I think it just randomizes stuff because it doesn't have any, anything. To or let me call it. her again then, see if it uh, <laughs> gives her a better number. <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing with our life. We're calling a 25-year-old hooker in Detroit. That's what we're doing. We're calling Bambi the Detroit 25-year-old hooker. Wow. Sorry, but the person you called has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. That's sad. That's crazy. Have, I would have loved to have left her a voicemail. No. <laughs> oh, hell, why don't we do this? Why don't we call that girl whose prostitution ring I know about? Like, just I could just tell her the whole <laughs> fucking thing. I know all about it. <laughs> Right, let me. You got. I posted it so that you could call her. Just a mile to. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, really... the guy does have a leather mask on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, All right. Man. Okay, I'm gonna go bridge this one. In. Hello. Hey, is this? Yes, it is. Hey, yes, I was uh, wanting to talk to you uh, about the whole prostitution ring thing based out of the strip club in Houston. Uh, I was just wondering if you were aware that uh, 
Like there's an entire digital trail leading back to the strip club and everything. That what? All right, so this is just for your own protection, right? Uh, the digital footprint uh -huh. that you've left on the internet with the back page ads, with the multiple girls in the strip club in Houston, uh, leading back to the, the man that I think you have kids with, basically you've just left this trail to where uh, a DA could potentially just pop you for a federal offense of crossing state lines that's a felony. And I'm just someone who has that skill set, but, you know, figured that I would let you know that maybe you want to take some different operational security measures so that you don't get, you know, popped for it, basically. If you if you wanted to know a little bit more about that. Um, they can't get on to me for doing anything. Oh, well, actually, I, I have enough uh, that I've built up over the past two years to where I could... Uh, just turn it over. And again, this isn't some extortion thing. This is literally just me talking to you, trying to have a conversation that maybe you weren't aware of certain things that uh, leave a trail that you could actually be busted for. Uh, just a conversation. I don't know if it's the one you want to have, but it's one I'm willing to have with for you. For what? Just... Working in clubs? No, not working in clubs. For the, the back pay. I'm, I'm, or, yeah, you, we have to be careful about how we phrase things. Um, due to the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the various ads on different sites for your, uh, companionship with, uh, people who pay for your companionship and that only the trail that, that leads back years, uh, there is one of the ladies that you have traveled with in the past who, uh, also provides companionship that all goes back to that club in Houston there is a digital just trail that just goes on infinitely uh, to where uh, your your actual identity, uh, the owner of the strip club's identity, and all of his connections with y'all is all connected together and saved, logged there for uh, a, a, an actual case to be developed. Now, you may be used to dealing with like local law enforcement, but when you're crossing state lines in the manner that that y'all have that is now a felony offense and so I didn't know if you were aware of the actual ramifications of all of this if someone were to actually what do you do for a living uh, I, I'm in information security uh, basically uh, I, I, I do ha I'm a hacker who gets paid by company A to protect company A from actor B so that could be another company or a you know um, a, a malicious hacker. I do it for good. So basically what I do, it's called open source intelligence. That's when I use uh, information sources that's on the internet, such as social media, uh, and in this case, Backpage, uh, ECCIE, uh, multiple websites where I can correlate information and be able to build a profile and actually identify individuals without ever having to speak to you on the phone. I've known about you and, and the group for two years now, and this is the first time I've ever talked to you. I just figured that, hey, you might, you might want to know uh, some things you could actually do to protect yourself and the people that you work with if you were willing to know about it. Again, this is not something that I do for law enforcement. I actively uh, do, do what I do to protect people from law enforcement. So, uh, 
again, not looking to fish any specific words or circumstantial evidence out of you because I understand the the realities of that. But I would encourage you to just uh, learn about this thing called operational security or OPSEC, O-P-S-E-C. Just do a search online and start reading it. And you may see to where that applies to your life and your job and how you could actually protect yourself. Um, and if there's anything that you would like to ask me or I could, you know, talk to you about, I'm willing to right now. Uh, again, I'm not looking to do anything. It's just I, I wanted to see if you would be willing to have that conversation or not. Um, I'm actually driving down the road right now, so no, okay. I I need my hands on the wheel. Okay, well... But, uh... If you'd like to yeah. call me back tomorrow and talk about it, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, during the day, is that okay to, to discuss that kind of stuff with you? Yeah, that's fine. Alright, cool. I'll, I'll definitely look forward to that, and hopefully you can learn a little bit and, and you know, protect yourself out there. Alright, sounds good, thanks. Alright, you have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I, right? That, like, that just happened. That went a lot longer than I thought it would. And like, like, did that just happen <laughs> is what I'm asking. What the hell? Is the Jaeger getting to me or did that just happen? Wow. She's probably asking herself, did that just happen? Yeah. Yeah. No that's, that's fucking bizarre, man. Do you, like, do you realize that if she's seen Mr. Robot, she's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I was. A, there's a couple of points I was afraid she was gonna like totally bail. Yeah, me too. When, when you said two years, I'm like, oh, that sounds so bad. I know, right? It's yeah, crazy. that sounds like an investigation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is an investigation. Jesus, it really is. Uh, and luckily, she's based out of Texas and was currently in Louisiana, so uh, that all is one party state. So we can actually use this for this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yes, yes. Well, there's there's recording it, but then there's also publishing it as a podcast. So you could oh, uh, Jesus, you could record and ask her for consent if you call her back. Yeah, yeah. I find it actually kind of funny that she was so apparently receptive to uh, some rando calling up out of nowhere talking about all that stuff. And because then it was fucking true. Calling dude. back. Could you imagine well, I mean, if like, someone just t- t- busted this entire... Like, she knew everything I was saying was 100% true or she would have hung up. And Zandy left. <laughs> dude, well, if Zandy will come back in here, I don't know if he will. His phone probably He posted died. in channel. He said, fucking drop, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. This is it, guys. We're, we're wrapping it up now. Uh, that was NymphoSec. So to wrap things up, we talked about uh, hooker OPSEC, John OPSEC, uh, OPSEC that can be affected by strippers or hookers. And then we actually talked to the hooker I was talking about with a multi-state prostitution ring. That is an awesome episode. I don't care if people don't like the subject matter. That was, that was well, a lot I of mean- fun. Whether you agree with, you know, the world's oldest profession or not, um, it's not just about, you know, people 
avoiding law enforcement. But I mean, when things when OPSEC is high and uh, things are running well, it, it really is a victimless crime if people are doing it by choice to consenting adults. And you know, I'm not here to like preach one way or the other. But when it comes down to it, aside from law enforcement, I mean, you've got you know, potentially like violent encounters and, you know, physical security, uh, you know, I mean, even things like disease and and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's always going to be women that, um, and men that, uh, you know, are part of this profession. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's fair to say that they don't deserve the same protections. Like everybody should be able to do what they do safely. I agree completely. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think that it should be illegal, um, I, but I do think that you know uh, regulations good in a sense in that in that manner, so that uh, mandatory. You know, like uh, in certain areas in Nevada where uh, it's illegal, they have to have regular STD tests. You know that kind of thing. I absolutely am all about. Um, this is really dangerous for everyone involved, and you know what? It's it's not cool that we have streetwalkers because that does affect the community. I mean, imagine if you walk out in your front yard and there's three condoms sitting out there waiting for you. In the <laughs> like, like, that gets old really quick. Even if you agreed that it should be legal, you would not want condoms out in your front yard for your kids to potentially play with or your dog to eat and swallow and shit out in your house you know like yeah your dog is gonna, your dog is gonna find that first thing yes oh. so it's 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 something that we shouldn't make illegal uh but we do and so it's important for people to to protect themselves out there OPSEC's not about military it's not about hacking it's a mindset that applies to every aspect in life and sex work is just one that a lot of people generally will not talk about. So I'm glad we had a great discussion about NymphoSec tonight. Uh, but so yep. thank you. Say thank both of you for sticking it out. Uh, Mr. Chin <laughs> uh, had to stick it out in a different way. As he's currently browsing backpage.com, <laughs> and, and we're and we're just here talking on the conference. So uh, yeah, again, thank you guys. Any last words before we uh, say sayonara? Good show, good show. I yeah, think so. Well, hack the planet, so on and so forth. Well, I have a question. Are you going to integrate any of the things that I talked about tonight in uh, your crypto party, Zandy? Yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, one of the other members knows a bit about burners and just winding up with one with just cash. So I, was I thought you were going to say that. One of, you say one of your members knew about Oh, that'd be crazy. Uh, nope, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so you should post uh, ads for the crypto party on Backpage. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Oh my god! <laughs> literally say like Nymphosec. Are are you a oh provider? Protect yourself now. That's, that that is genius. would be something. I'm telling you right now, if you can get hookers to come out to Crypto Party, your attendance will fucking skyrocket. Because <laughs> you will have all of the fucking nerds in a 50-mile radius in that Crypto Party, ready to teach and learn. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, my God. 
That is the best then you marketing. Post pictures. Right. Yeah, you gotta post. do that. No, we already we already had enough drama over pictures over the first one. The pictures aren't happening. <laughs> well, that's right. It's a crypto party. Yeah. Well, you yeah. could always use yeah. a obscure cam where you just blur out the faces. Uh, you should have a Facebook page for your crypto party and tag everybody in the pictures. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. All right, and, dude. Uh, great show. And uh, until next time, everyone out there, keep safe. And remember, if you're going to talk to a hooker, be sure that you color ID spoof. So have have a good <laughs> have a good weekend, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Shadowcast.